Welcome to this episode of Inside the Bradfield Centre. I'm James Parton, Managing Director of the Bradfield Centre. And I'm Adelina Chalmers, the Geek Whisperer. I build bridges between tech and other business functions. In today's episode, we speak to Brian Littlefair, who's the founder of Cambridge Cyber Advisors. forward to hearing actually a bit more about Brian's journey and how he built his brand because on his LinkedIn profile he has an impressive list of brands uh, BT, Vodafone, Post Office and I'm really keen to hear more about how he built his personal brand. Yeah and on that theme of the the, the kind of uh, multinational companies that uh, Brian has worked with um, I'm keen to understand you know why he stayed in Cambridge what's special about the area you know what what why is he basing his business here And yes with all the work that he does I'd like to understand a, a bit more specifically what does he do uh, with his company Cambridge Cyber Advisors do they just tell companies how to react when cybersecurity goes down the drain or do they help them prevent some of these issues? In particular, I'd love to know as well if he has any advice for the Mantle members at the Bradfield and beyond because I think everybody will be interested in this topic at this time particularly. Yeah, and obviously in the current situation, we've got to ask Brian how COVID-19 has affected his business, either positively or negatively. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks for coming on. No, thank you for having me. It's really a great opportunity. Thank you. So well, why don't we kind of start off with you giving us a little bit of information about your background and uh, how you found yourself uh, leading the helm at uh, Cambridge Cyber Advisors? Yeah, so uh, Cambridge Cyber Advisors is a, a couple of years old now, and, and obviously we'll get on to a little bit about CCO later on. But my background is uh, a, kind of a continuation from my university studies. I was very technically focused, really looking at, you know, computer science and, and looking at uh, telecommunications and security. Uh, so I knew that was really my target end goal. That I really wanted to have a, a career in information and, and uh, cyber security. It was just an area that really interested me. And I was actually lucky enough to, to land my first job of finishing university in, in Cambridge. So I worked for, for a company called UUNet, which people might recognize. It's uh, the first, I suppose, commercial ISP that was based on uh, on the Cambridge Science Park. And really from then onwards, you know, uh, I focused on you know, telecommunications and, and security. And I've developed myself going to various different companies and, and various different roles. So I really enjoyed my, my time at UUNet helping to to really build out the internet within the UK and helping to support it. And I uh, moved to Ireland with them and really helped build out that from a country perspective from them. And then when I came back to the UK, I recognized that obviously to develop my career in security, I needed to broaden my experience somewhat. So I moved over to, to British Telecom and I spent some time with the, their team over at Martlesham in, in Ipswich, which is their main research and development site. And I, I spent about three years really driving their research and development for security, which was a really interesting time because they were driving what they called their 21st century network, which is what we all 
experience now as our new fiber broadband. And there was lots of security improvements which needed to be embedded into that network. And we were really responsible for, for helping to, to define and, and grow that. Uh, and then I really wanted some more operational experience. So I took the role as um, Global Chief Information Security Officer for Vodafone Group. So the, the Chief Information Security Officer role is really the, the highest security role within the security discipline. So I was responsible for that within Vodafone across all of their 63 operating companies. And we had to really build the, the function from scratch and really recruit the team, build the capabilities. But that was a, a really good learning experience for me. Give me a lot of, you know, experience in, in operations. Vodafone is obviously a big global brand, lots of networks and systems and applications to protect. So that was that was really interesting. And then I left Vodafone after uh, seven and a half years and I went over to, to the insurer Aviva and, and helped them on their security transformation journey for a few years, particularly, you know, an interesting time going through, you know, government regulation exercises and things like that around cybersecurity. And then I really set up CCA. I knew it was something I absolutely wanted to do when I left Vodafone, but I really wanted to get that financial services experience under, under my belt as well. And yeah, it's been a, a really good journey uh, with CCA, two years old now and, and just really enjoying it. You mentioned a couple of really great brands, you know, BT and Vodafone, and you've advised a, um, an impressive list of brands on your LinkedIn profile. How did you go about building your personal brand and thoughts leadership to secure these opportunities? It's quite amazing. Yeah, thank you. So, I mean, a lot of conscious time and effort on on recognizing that, you know, when you have your own company, you have to have a, a kind of good personal brand and a reputation of being able to, to do things as the customer wants and gets them the outcome that they needed. So I spent a, a lot of time on, on the keynote stages when I was at uh, Vodafone and Aviva going around certainly the large security conferences and, and actually talking around, you know, the journey that I've personally been on, you know, what are the, the challenges that we've faced and, and how we've overcome them. Um, and really working within those roles and being a, you know, a, a key active member of that very active security community, actually. Uh, and the security community is quite small and insular. You know, it's uh, people tend to know who everyone is because, you know, it's not a massive community. Uh, and I'm not just talking about Cambridge, I'm talking about UK and global. You know, there's uh, a very finite list of, you know, security practitioners. I mean, there's still a fair number of us, but there's great forums for us to collaborate. There's LinkedIn groups, etc. So most of my work comes through, you know, recommendations and, and introductions of, of work that we've uh, already completed and done. Or, you know, working with people that I've previously worked with before. And Vodafone was great for that. 63 countries, so obviously 63 different local uh, security leaders, 63 different CIOs, etc. So built up a, a great network that I still actively participate in to drive that forward. And, and equally, obviously having uh, my own company now driving that through a marketing ex exercise, you know, uh, building networking events in, in Cambridge, uh, being very active on, on LinkedIn, you know, with some thought leadership and, you know, being able to say what you want to say. So you're not no longer restricted by, I suppose, the, the PR and external communications that typically you are when you work for a large global enterprise, you know, the ability to challenge the status quo and, and be a little bit, you know, challenge the norm, if you like, in terms of some of your comments. And I find that, you know, 
that really resonates with the the people that I interact with, and and actually people say, right, that's the type of thinking that we want in our organisation. Can can you come and have a look at what we're doing and perhaps give us some recommendations? So, I think using that, we've been able to build up a, a really good portfolio of of customers. I think the the challenge for me is most of my customers are still London based, and even though we have some good Cambridge clients, my, I, my focus obviously of basing myself in Cambridge was that I really want to drive up that visibility of security within the Cambridge area. There certainly isn't a, a parallel organization based on, on what we do. And we're all about, you know, increasing that exposure and, and tapping into what are the great companies that are based around Cambridge. Yeah, well, that, that, that's interesting. You mentioned Cambridge, Brian, because I was going to ask you, I mean, you described how you started out in Cambridge, but, you know, you then went on to get, you know, significant experience with a whole bunch of different multinational corporations but you've you've stayed in the region so you know what, what what do you see that's special about cambridge why why have you remained in the area and maybe as a second part of that question you know how how do you kind of interact with the tech community inside cambridge yeah so i mean cambridge is very special to me not just because it was you know where we first moved to when uh, I, I finished university i met my wife at uni and currently we we live between uh, just outside Bury St Edmunds and then commute into to Cambridge for for work. I think you just have to look around in terms of you know the 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 organizations that are based around Cambridge and and the spread of sectors that you have the opportunity to work with. So, you know, some of our existing clients like like Arm and AstraZeneca etc they 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 very different in terms of how they operate but but obviously they're very interest, interesting from a security perspective each has you know different challenges whether it's ipr or global reach or operating in certain countries or protecting their customers data and i think you know there's lots of different untapped opportunities there from a, from a security perspective just looking at the global brands that are around in cambridge so the, for me the, the the choice was simple uh, and Ultimately, that's why we came to Central Working, because we had the opportunity for, you know, basing ourselves in Cambridge to, to tap into that market, but obviously using some of the London locations as well to be able to service our existing clients. So for me, it's, you know, collaboration with the university sector. It's the very broad range of, of organizations are there, but but equally, it's the talent, you know, that the people make it what it is and being able to, you know, integrate into that community. So, you know, attending things like Tech and Beer and we have our own uh, cyber security meetup monthly, which is called, which is a play on the company name. So instead of Cambridge Cyber, it's Cambridge Cyber, and we host that in you know the brew house in Cambridge under normal situations. Obviously not at the moment, and and that's great to you know pull that security community together. And typically we get about you know seventy or eighty people turning up, and we just talk about what's what's happening in the industry at the moment, what are the challenges, and we. We get the graduates and the interns coming from the various different universities. We get, obviously, representations from all the big companies like Darktrace. And it's just great to pull that community together and actually understand what's going on. And I'm very proud to have been able to do that, actually. You mentioned uh, some of the things that you do in Cambridge, but can you tell us a bit more about Cambridge Cyber Advisors? You know, what problems do you solve for your customers or what sort of solutions do you offer for them as well? Yeah, so I mean, Cambridge Cyber. We really set up the the organisation because we we recognised, obviously, from my experience, I recognised that there's a a really great opportunity to to uplift security in organisations of of all shapes and sizes. So yes, I've had a lot of experience with 
big global enterprises, but but equally now we work with much smaller organisations as well. So whether it's startups or we do a lot of work with uh, uh, venture capital funds, etc., that are potentially looking to invest in concepts or ideas, and we work with universities as well. Whether it's just delivering content, but actually helping to to shape courses, etc. So. I like to think that we can offer, you know, a, a good holistic end-to-end security services for our customers. It sounds a little bit cliche, but if you've got a, a requirement in in security, we, we'd like to be able to think that we can we can service that either within our own capability or through our expert partner network that we've built. So we spend a lot of time, you know, advising at that executive team level. So that whether that organisation is large and small, we like to drive, you know, a proactive. Um, approach to security rather than waiting for something to go wrong and then being called in and saying, look, we've had an issue. Can you come and help us resolve it? And obviously that is part of what we do. But we'd much rather get ahead of that curve and, and actually get into organizations early to help them understand, you know, what are some of the threats and risks of running a business in this this digital era? Uh, and how can you proactively start to put a, a good management strategy of that in place? So that's everything from understanding how you interact with your customers, what your supply chain looks like, what are ultimately the crown jewels of the organization, whether it's customer data or IPR or a really cool new product that you're developing, and making sure that you know that the right protection wrappers are, 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 are enveloped around that. So we like to think of it as what we call the onion skin model. So an onion has lots of layers. And we put the sensitive data or, or asset in the middle and we wrap several different protection layers around that, whether that's people with skills or processes or, or technology. But fundamentally, we like to be able to work with our customers to del- deliver them a secure outcome. And every customer is different, you know, even whether it's Bank A or Bank B or Pharma Company A or Pharma Company B, just because of their structure, you know, how they approach it or what they're producing as an organization so we have to tailor something that's individual for each of those customers. And that's really exciting for us and something that we really enjoy doing. So I guess it, it would be impossible not to ask the COVID-19 question. Um, you know, how has the current situation affected your business? You know, has it had a material impact or has the, the, the kind of crisis, you know, forcing more companies to think how they deliver services digitally actually opened up a potentially bigger opportunity for you? I think a little bit of both. So, I mean, we advise organizations on what we call business continuity and, and crisis management. You know, it's one of the, the things that we do. So, so obviously, as an organization, we put foresight into, you know, if something like this was to happen or, or any other incident that we, we can uh, effectively model, you know, how are we going to continue to operate? So I think as a, as a core business, we're very used to operating both on client sites, but but also remotely. And and we've just managed to be able to step up and, and manage most of our activities remotely. So we're dialing into board meetings, we're, we're leading projects, uh, we're driving activities for, for customers, and that's working really well remotely. Uh, a big part of what we do in terms of uh, providing thought leadership and knowledge sharing, uh, speaking at conferences, you know, uh, we, we do a lot of uh, roundtable conversation hosting that are typically physical uh, to drive, you know, learning and education and awareness with security leaders around the world. They've obviously originally were, were all put on hold and then cancelled, but, you know, the community's got back together and, and everything has gone online now. So I think this week I'm doing two online webinars for, for customers 
and that's really good because you know the experience is that the world still continues to rotate we have to get on with things and and how can we actually learn and develop within this environment so it's really good that those conversations are are still happening they're just happening digitally so i think you know as a core business we we continue to operate which is which is really pleasing and i'm I'm obviously very glad to see that but we have adapted the the way we work with our with our customers and clients i mean we, we saw this coming uh, a, a while ago, obviously, and we, we started to see some customers getting nervous around externals coming on their sites. So we were literally thinking as a business, you know, how do we adapt? What can we do remotely? And is there anything we actually can't do remotely? Which I'm safe to say that there isn't a lot that personally in my organization and what we do, we can't service our clients remotely. So it's been a, a positive outcome from that regard. And do you, do you have, Brian, perhaps any advice with regards to cybersecurity for the other types of companies that are members uh, at Mantle, the Bradfield Centre at the moment? You know, like the kind of size of companies that we have in the Bradfield. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I do a lot of work with uh, the National Cyber Security Centre, which is a part of uh, the government's GCHQ. And I'm very plugged into, you know, the guidance that they're pushing out into the UK. And and sadly, at the moment, we're seeing a lot of, you know, increased threats and risks that are COVID-19 related, which isn't abnormal, because obviously, there's a subsection of the global population that, you know, try to capitalize on incidents and, and events that have got global uh, publication to actually drive revenue from themselves. So we're talking about malicious phishing campaigns or, or websites being created that if you go there looking for COVID, you actually get infected with, with malware and viruses. So... You know, the guidance is, you know, choose your authoritative sources very carefully. So, I mean, the government are are working with the search engines. So if you're you're searching for, obviously, anything to do with COVID at the moment, then you're you're directed to the NHS or the the gov.uk websites. But recognise that, you know, there is a lot of malicious content floating around at the moment. And I think, you know, building on that uh, proactive approach to cybersecurity, I'm a big advocate of, you know, organizations regardless of size and scale within the Bradfield Center of showing their customers that they take uh, security seriously and one of the the services that we do offer is called Cyber Essentials uh, which is uh, driven by the UK government is uh, managed by the National Cyber Security Center and it's about showing uh, external organizations that you've taken security seriously internally you've taken the the basics foundational components of information and cyber security so we're talking things like you maintain your environment you have appropriate access controls in place you have a password policy your your uh, user base uh, receive security awareness training so it's nothing onerous it's actually just the basics but i think you know all the organizations within the bradfield center are building a client base they're handling data or they're generating IPR. And they should recognize that, you know, every organization, regardless of what it does, has something sensitive that other people around the world may be interested in getting their hands on. So it makes sense to to be prudent and recognize that and take the proactive steps forward. And, you know, we'd be really happy to have that conversation with them around, you know, regardless of size and scale, here's the proactive steps that you can take to achieve a certain level of security and then demonstrate to your customers by wearing that Cyber Essentials badge on your website and your documentation that you've been through that process and and you are, you know, building upon your cybersecurity and information security capability. 
so I, I guess you know towards the end of the conversation, how uh, with with the opportunity that kind of presents uh, Cambridge Cyber Advisors, how are you how are you thinking about the kind of the challenges around how you scale the business? Yeah, I mean that's something we've been thinking about for for a long time, and obviously we had grand plans uh, and about bringing people on board and expanding our play, uh, expanding our environment within the Bradfield Centre. We've been working with the universities about bringing a certain number of interns in and, and help developing that that side of it as well. And certainly I, I don't want to put those plans on hold. There's still conversations happening and we're still obviously driving that forward, even though it will be remote initially, but it's important that we, we do expand. And I think, you know, Cambridge is, uh, or I suppose the Cambridgeshire region is, is one of our target areas. And we've been doing a collaborative initiative with Cambridge University, which is called the Five Shires Initiative, which kind of looks at Cambridgeshire, Bedfordshire, Northamptonshire, and the remaining shires around there to actually say, how can we proactively drive up security within that region? Why do customers and clients and organisations always tend to have to go to London to get access to the best thought leadership and the best speakers and the best knowledge, etc. So our whole plan is to obviously scale the business from a resource perspective, but but obviously pull that talent and pull that knowledge back into the whole Cambridgeshire region and drive thought leadership sessions. So on our agenda is to use the uh, auditorium at the Bradfield Centre a lot more uh, for knowledge sharing sessions, you know, brown bag lunches, just actually sharing, you know, experience that we've had from working with clients so that organizations can proactively learn from that. We're, we're not about spreading fear, uncertainty and doubt. We're, we're just about giving, you know, a very clear, transparent view of what's actually happening in the world at the moment and what steps can you proactively take to fix that. So growth is still very much on our agenda, both from a client perspective and an internal resource perspective. And, you know, we're, we're still very much open for business and focusing on that going forward. Thank you, Brian. That was really, um, really interesting, actually. And I'm glad to hear that the Mantle members can, um, can have a chat with you as well. That's really great, I think. Good. Thank you. No, it's been good. So um, thanks so much for joining us on this episode today, Brian. Um, sounds like, you know, exciting times are ahead for the company. Um, if you're hiring, where can people find uh, your current job opportunities? So we have our website, which is uh, www.cca.technology. So a little bit different, but that's what we like to use. Uh, and equally, we have our, our LinkedIn page, so which is Cambridge Cyber Advisors. You know, just search for that and we'll pop up. And, you know, we're, we're really keen to, to give back to the community in terms of the knowledge that we have in our, in our current team. So we're looking, you know, to hear from uh, people that are looking to have a career in, in cybersecurity, all different levels of experience. So we need we need very experienced people for some of our clients. But but equally, we like to bring in uh, interns or we like to bring in people at the, the bottom end of the security market who like to develop and grow. Uh, and we're very keen to offer them opportunities as well. So. All of our job postings will be going live on the CCA website in about a week and a half's time. So I'd really like people to, to revisit that, go to the website, look at the career section and see what we have on offer. Uh, and obviously, alternatively, when we're out of the COVID-19 situation, please look out for you know our monthly security meetup, which is the Cambridge Cybeer. Uh, and that'd be really great to see everyone there. Amazing. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brian. things that I was really interested to hear about how he built his personal brand 
and seen as this thought leader in cybersecurity was the fact that he spoke at conferences and this helped him propagate his brand really quickly because the cybersecurity community is quite small and insular, as he called it. It was really interesting to hear how Vodafone had 63 different CIOs around the world and how that helped him spread his reach across the globe, not just in the UK. So lots of uh, little insights on that. Uh, I thought that was really good, actually. Yeah, that was some good stuff there, because I, I know the companies that we talk to, Adelina, they're, they're always trying to figure out how they can grow their their brand, both personally and corporately. Uh, and often you don't have big marketing budgets to spend. So some good advice there in terms of just getting out there, speaking on the circuit to, to promote yourself. Um, and then I, I also like the stuff around, um, you know, the, how Bradfield member companies and actually any startup can, you know, really help their own brand uh, by being seen to take security seriously. So getting that certification, having that badge on the website, um, really important. And we'll, uh, we'll include links to uh, how you can sign up for that uh, in the show notes. I was really delighted, actually, to, to hear him say that any Mantle members uh, can contact him directly and ask him for some specific advice, especially if they have concerns at this time, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, nice to see that community sense there. Um, and then I guess finally, just great to hear that um, you know Brian's adapting and, and actually growing uh, in the current situation. So uh, great news they're hiring. Check out the job page and um, could open up a really interesting opportunity for you in, uh, in cybersecurity. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed today's episode. To stay in touch with what's going on and to listen to more episodes, just visit bradfieldcenter.com and you can find the podcast under Events and Community.